dolphins and jags. What a drag! Welcome, football fans, to episode 41 of the Surf and Artificial Turf podcast. I'm Baxter Hill. This is my co-host, Casey Thompson. Casey, how was your week, buddy? Week was good. Uh, if you make any jokes about my wife on this podcast, <laughs> I will come through here and slap you. <laughs> um, I need to get your wife's name out of my fucking mouth. Is that what yeah. you're saying? I would never dream of making a joke about your wife's hair. It is luxurious. It's long. <laughs> it's very curly. I would never. I would never make make a joke. She could play Rapunzel in a uh, live action yeah. Rapunzel movie. How about that? <laughs> there you go. How's your week? I asked you first, what and all mean? you said was you mentioned Will Smith. I oh. said good, and then I made the, the <laughs> then, topical reference of this week, you motherfucker. Goddamn. What, you don't even want to talk about your favorite night of the year, the Oscars? That's all you're going to talk about? It was the slap? That's all that mattered from the Oscars? This is why I don't watch the Oscars. <laughs> what, you think, I don't, let, me, let me rephrase. I don't think the people of this podcast, whoever's listening to this podcast, cares about my thoughts on... You don't, you think, there's, you don't think there's a, there's a Venn diagram in which that those two things meet people who watch the no, Oscars. I, and I am, I am diagram. I am the only one in that middle, you know, <laughs> just that's me. just two separate circles. Uh, my week's good, man. Good. Opening a lot, you know, living the dream. Yeah. Went to the zoo yesterday. Sure. Mm-hmm. We went to the zoo last week. The zoo's a good place. It's a good place for young kids. Young, um, yeah, it's a good place for me too. Okay, sure. I, I like animals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're fine. You what know. do you mean they're fine? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Casey's take on animals. They're all right, I guess. I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't. I take that back. I would seek out animal-related entertainment, such as zoos or aquariums. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bears um, on tiny motorcycles. Not that part. Uh, well, not not the harm of animals. <laughs> what if they're doing it because they enjoy it? I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> they might. You never know. Uh, my yeah, my week's good, man. Okay. A lot of animal talk here. Kind of threw me off a little bit. Not used to that. Oh goodness. Hey, what are you drinking? I'm having um this. Ooh. It's, it's croissant. You're indulging. Because <laughs> I'm kind of hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was going to take the night off from drinking so that uh, because I'm tired. <laughs> That's fair. Do you want to you, you wanna hit us with some uh, some some takes of being a, a dad of, of two since last it's week? Pretty, spoke? It's, it's pretty tiring. Hmm. Um, Jess takes the brunt of it on the overnight sleeping. Sure. Uh my day, if uh, Jess's mom is not here, is all Elliot all the time, mm. you know. I and that. Um, so that that's where we're at right now. We're not at a point. I I look forward to the day 
where I can say, all right, you two go off and play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that day yeah. <laughs> in three years, maybe. Whoa. Okay. I, I guess that's possible. Yeah. Uh, I've always said that I think two kids is good. I don't, I, I definitely don't want three children because I definitely don't want to go from having to play man defense to zone. That just, that seems like an absolute nightmare. You got to realize though, that one of the people, you know, it depends on how old the oldest one is when you have the youngest one. Yeah. But it could become a situation where you're getting some help, you know, some outside help, a little double coverage. You know what I mean? (laughs) From a safety? Where's the safety coming from over the top? Over the top, yeah. Is Elliot, of, is Elliot, is Elliot your free safety? Is that what you're trying to say to me? Could be by the time the third one rolls around. Well, you know what I mean? That, that, fingers crossed. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really see it that way unless you're having them close together. If we had another one in two years, yeah, that would be tough. That'd be a tough, mm-hmm. tough, yeah. tough time for us. Yeah. So this week we're going to get back in. Is wait, is this our one year anniversary? Is it tomorrow? I think tomorrow is the oh, yeah. one year anniversary of the first time that we potted. Happy anniversary, buddy. Thanks, man. Happy anniversary to you. <laughs> this is probably this is probably the least chewiest or crunchiest <laughs> thing that you've eaten on this podcast, but definitely the chewiest thing you've eaten on this podcast. Um well, I thought yeah, I had it, a break. I thought you were going to give me a break so I could take a bite. I'm sorry. You, I you stopped. Got sidetracked. And you're like, oh my God. I don't want your, oh, I'm drinking a Gold Cliff IPA. Yeah, who the fuck cares? Conan. I don't want to eat my croissant. <laughs> um, so, first, happy anniversary. Second, we're going to get back into what we did last year and we're going to do some mock drafts because we, we love the draft. It's very exciting. Uh, but before we get into the mock drafts, we're going to have Casey talk a whole bunch because we're going to talk about some Dolphins news that came out. Because, hey, they did some things. So last time we potted, I had commented that you know we we were we needed a an offensive lineman to kind of take this free agency over the top. And Mike McDaniel said, "I got you, man." And the Dolphins have signed Teron Armstead to a five-year, seventy-five million dollar contract that is. Uh, an average uh, 15 million per year with 30 million guaranteed at signing. But uh, sometimes the, the contract details get a little funky because it's really more like an 18.1 million contract. Uh, first year, he's got a 1.1 guaranteed salary, 1.1 million. And then 2023, he's got a 17 mil. And then after that, there's, no more guaranteed money. Thoughts on the Teron Armstead contract and deal. Let's move on to Tyreek. Now, sum it up at the end. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then the Chiefs went ahead and said, no, no, we're not done here. I'm trying to get this blanket on. And there is a giant balloon in the way. Uh, the, the Dolphins said, no, no, we're not done here. We're going to uh, pick up a wide receiver. And that wide receiver being none other than Tyreek Hill. Trade details for the Dolphins trading for the Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Chiefs received the 2022 first round pick, number 29 uh, 29 overall. The 2022 second round pick, 50 overall. And then uh, 2022 fourth, 
2023 fourth and a 2023 sixth round pick. And then the Dolphins turned around and signed Tyree Kill to a four-year, $120 million, $30 million average per year, $72.2 million guaranteed contract. Casey, thoughts on the signings of Teron Armstead and Tyree Kill? <laughs> Let's move on to the mock draft. <laughs> <laughs> He's really chewing. So, uh, you, obviously, <laughs> huge, huge fan of both of these moves. Uh, perfect for the Dolphins. Uh, start with the Teron Armstead one. That's obviously the biggest position of need for the Dolphins. They nailed it. And then once they nailed that, it felt like that was uh, at a point where they felt comfortable with the rest of their roster to go ahead and get better at what's possibly growing in this day and age in the NFL to be uh, a top three, top four most important position. And that's your wide receiver one, Tyreek Hill, even though some people have been on the internet saying things that like he's not a uh, top five wide receiver. Obviously, uh, wildly incorrect. He is, in fact, a at least the third best wide receiver in the NFL. He comes in. He goes to Mike McDaniel, who showed he can operate with a fast guy and use him in different ways. And Tyreek Hill is going to fit that Debo Samuel role, and it is going to be humming. Okay. <clears throat> Agree with everything you just said. Um. Yeah, so I, I was—I mean, I was checking Twitter every day, looking, hoping to see that Teron Armstead signing. Uh, it was, you know, painfully slow. Yeah, made the trip to Miami, still waiting a day or two, and finally comes through. Um, that was very exciting, right? That was the last big hole mm-hmm. of our roster. It basically made—you know—we filled all the needs we needed to in this free agency period we made it to where we could draft the best available um in the first round and in the draft overall and you know they're they're i mean i had no complaints at that point about our free agency yeah. signing period i think it was one of the better ones in the league um if not the best one in the league in terms of free agency signings mm-hmm. um obviously there's been a bunch of trades that have rapidly and drastically improved teams sure um but then out of nowhere and in the i mean it all took <laughs> like place an hour like three hours yeah um in terms of like oh tyreek hill is uh was permitted to you know seek a trade dolphins and jets are the two front runners dolphins got him you know what i mean and i mean it was just like Quick. bang 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 uh, it, I couldn't digest it fast enough, type of thing, mm. because I was also, you know, busy with my life. It was it happened to be one of the busier days because my parents were coming in. Uh, my garage door came off its track, so we had a garage door repairman coming in all at the same time. And and I had my one meeting that I have a week for work. <laughs> I had to put in my one hour. Oh and boy! Then, you know, tough day. So, yeah, so it was all happening when the Tyreek. Hill news, the last news especially broke. Um, so, I mean, it gave us a shot at contending in this AFC, which is now so loaded. 
you know, I do think that we were a superstar away, really, um, of being able to contend with these other teams. And Tyreek Hill is that superstar. And, you know, since then we have seen clips, or at least I have seen clips because I follow a lot of people on, on Dolphins Twitter, of Tyreek Hill being used in the backfield. Yeah. And it's already kind of exciting just to see what he can do, which is make so many guys miss. Um, you know, he's not a power runner, but in a wide zone type scheme, you know, he can definitely move it. And if we can have Armstead running out in front of him, you know, uh, the, the, the possibilities are kind of endless. Um, there can be some massive holes for him to run through, and that's all he needs to break off a big one. And, you know, I think, of course, it also hopefully will put to rest some of the Tua stuff because, you know, there will be deep ball opportunities with Tyreek. You would think there would have to be. You'd be really um, hurting yourself if you weren't using him in that capacity in some some way or fashion. And I think you kind of establish the run game to make the safeties move in. And that's when you can use Tyreek deep and then vice versa. Uh, you, you use Tyreek and Waddle and Wilson. You use them to go deep, and then you go back to the run game. Um, yep. And it also less, opens less, up the middle of the, the field for Gusecki. Sure. The, it is the most excited I've ever been for a Dolphins offense, Dolphins offense in my entire life. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really hard not to be when you have not only the fastest wide receiver doing duo in the league, but you also have Mostert, who... I mean, Raheem Mostert is like I, I, one of the top five fastest running backs, if not the fastest yeah. running back in the league. Um, so it, it the speed that we have right now is pretty silly, out of this world. Uh, and so it's going to be, you know, it can be very fun. I, you know, and it's hard not to be hyped for it. But you know, of course. Um, and of course, now we have also the blockers that uh, help because no offensive line, there's only so much you can do. Um, and so our entire left side is pretty shored up and our right side isn't that bad at this point either. So I think that, you know, it, it's very excited, exciting to have someone like Tyree Kill um, on our offense. As a as a mostly unbiased observer for the Dolphins, I do kind of I am just kind of generally an optimistic person, but I do obviously want to address. There's been a lot of memory and jokes about Tua and whether or not he can get the ball downfield to Tyreek to be able to utilize his um, speed. And there's two different kinds of arm strength, right? There's the ability to throw the ball 60 yards and there's the ability to throw a 20 yard out route, uh, you know, to the opposite side of the field. And do I think that Tua can do the latter? No, I don't think that that throw is necessarily in his wheelhouse. He's not a, a Josh Allen. He's not a Patrick Mahomes, but who he does actually to me comp out pretty, pretty favorably to and better in my opinion is a Jimmy Garoppolo and I don't think that Jimmy struggles with being able to throw the ball far it's just a matter of velocity on those outside routes and I think Mike McDaniel obviously has shown that he can win with that kind of quarterback and win with speed obviously Debo is one of the faster players in the NFL and I don't see 
how this isn't going to help Tua and how Mike McDaniel isn't going to be able to generate offense by using Tyreek as a decoy, by using him in the screen game, by using him in deep passes that help Tua. Yeah. And um, we really have set up our offense to make this a make or break year for Tua. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, we have two first round picks like next year. We have the greatest of all time wanting to come here. So our options will be open next year if Tua doesn't, um, you know, do yeah. well in this offense that we have now completely stacked around him. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Any thoughts? Any any final thoughts on the two moves? <clears throat> no. Oh, uh, fuck them picks. Fuck them picks. Yes, he did do his best impersonation of, of less need, Chris Greer. Said, yeah. fuck them picks. I also do... Uh, we had a conversation with uh, a person in our Dynasty League who was commenting on the number of picks. And I think that this trade is very good. I mean, I think both teams end up winning, or or quote-unquote winning. Uh, The Chiefs are getting a whole bunch of picks, and they can still get a uh, pretty good wide receiver to replace Tyreek Hill. But it's really more just like the the first-round pick, the second-round pick, uh, and then the the two fourth rounds and a sixth round just kind of like are one pick basically like your percentage chance of hitting is just so low on that kind of stuff. So, and like you said, dolphins still retain two first round picks. I feel like what they've done is, I think more, more important than that too, is that we retain two first round picks in a stronger draft. This draft draft is consensus is that it's a weaker draft, right? Yeah. Up at the top. I mean, it's, it's, it's deep with, talent but not deep with talent at the top so yeah i mean i understand what you're saying well does it, well i guess it trickles down to where you know there there probably isn't as many superstars there's probably isn't as mm-hmm. many future pro bowlers there probably isn't as future you know starters i i think i think it's across the board um on, on that level uh you know jalen phillips for example went to us last year you know after pick 15 micah mm-hmm. parsons wasn't in the top 10 there were guys that were outside of that, you know, uh, and obviously if you look at the top 10 now and some of those guys, I mean, we're talking about the trajectory of those players. I mean, we haven't seen obviously these, these players in this draft in the mm-hmm. NFL yet, but sure. I mean, we're talking Jamar chase and Jalen Waddle and some quarterbacks who could be franchise quarterbacks and uh, Patrick Sertain and guys that um, could be household names for those teams. And, I don't know. I, I just don't see this draft having that many players there. So if you're going to trade out of a draft, my point is this is the draft to do it. Um, especially it kind of sets us up nicely for next year. Plus we are already a young team. It's yeah. not like we need more rookies. Plus Greer has not been great at drafting rookies in the places we mm-hmm. need players in. Um, and who knows who's going to be at 29. It's not exactly the best selection for this. Yeah. You know, it's kind of just, it's, you, it'd be at a point where, I mean, as a part of that argument with the guy that was in our draft um, <clears throat> in our um, fantasy football league, it's like the percentage hits in each round. And even at like 29, like the percentage hits of guys that will be uh, starters for your team, you know, it drops. And yeah. 
it, it could we could have missed. You know, sure. there could be two misses there for who we had to draft because we're, we would be potentially in a position where we're still drafting off the lineman or a linebacker that's coming off an injury or Nicobe Dean that was in a strong defense and maybe they don't pan out. Right. Um, and really positions that we don't need a rookie in. Sure. Um, let's just wait a year with this mm. team. Let's add these established guys for once. You know, I feel like that's something that we've been lacking. We don't add a lot of established guys in free agency. A lot of what we've been building on has been via drafts. And now it's, it's, it's kind of flipped this year because we kind of have a bunch of young guys and we know who are the stars and they will be on our, our team, obviously, um, on both sides of the ball. And now we can go forward with Armstead and Hill and Wilson and, you know, see what happens. Yeah. Tyreek Hill basically versus taking two swings at wide receiver. That's not necessarily what the Dolphins would have done, but even Tyreek Hill versus if he would have taken a swing at wide receiver at 29 and a, and a swing at wide receiver in the second round, it's still like the known quantity, especially in a player like Tyreek. I'm very tired of unknown quantities worth it. Yeah, I agree. All right. So now we are on to our first mock draft of the year. And this mock draft, we are going to be playing You're the GM. And in this one, Casey and I are going to pick forward these teams and we're going to do what we think that these teams should do. Not, uh, uh, not a predictive mock. That one we're going to do a little bit closer to the draft after some more stuff happens. Uh, happens. But... This is what Casey and I would do if we were the GM for each of the teams. I am going to take odds. Casey will have the evens. Trades are open. And uh, we hadn't talked about this, but one of the things I was thinking is like, if you want to make a trade and it makes sense for a team that, that you would be picking for, I think the other person needs to be like, yeah, that's, oh, that yeah, seems yeah. fair. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So. You're going to share your screen. You want to do this? Uh, can I do a Chrome tab like this? Share. Did you get that? Whoa, man, that's beautiful. <laughs> I can come back to the screen and I can I can look at it and still see you. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready to begin the draft? Yes, sir. All right, so I am first. So Jags on the clock. Um, I'm going to throw out a trade here at one for any team in the top 10. If a team lower than lower than 10 in the draft wants to come up, it will be, it will cost more. But my draft trade is you get one overall. I get your first round pick in the first round, your second round pick and next year's first round pick and a fourth next year. Would you do that if you were any of the teams in the top 10? And these teams, since some people don't follow the draft as much as we do, these teams would be the Lions at two, the Texans at three, the Jets at four, the Giants at five, the Panthers at six, the Giants again at seven, the Falcons at eight, Seahawks at nine, Jets again at 10. Would you take that deal if you were any of these teams? Absolutely not. Okay. Do you want to um, expound upon that or no? Yeah, sure. Um, I kind of already said it. I think next year's draft is stronger. Mm -hmm. 
uh, I don't see any um, player in this draft being worth that price tag, uh, sure. especially because you can get in most positions someone equivalent in terms of potential uh, to fall to you, especially in the top 10. Okay. I mean, there, there are, I mean, we, for some situations, we think the way teams are going, you know, obviously this is going to be, it should be mock, but in terms of the will be mock, I'm sure there'll be large discrepancies because we think better players are going later in the same position than other players players are, are predicted to sure. and we are potentially going to start very quickly in, mm-hmm. in that realm but um you know i think that that is the problem with that trade i i mean i, I and i've told you this offline mm-hmm. that sure. i just don't i do i don't agree with trading up in this draft for okay. where the teams are especially top 10 where they are and the, the amount of needs that um i mean just what does it say next to the texans for needs every position i mean that that, that kind i mean of i sorry i would not make that trade with the texans they would have to give up more sherpies are in, I, yeah. in division yeah right i would they would they would have to give up significantly more to be able to move up to one than the rest well, that'd be so stupid why would the texans move up to one you know what i mean like that's the point yeah. it's like they have yeah. so many needs why are they moving up why are any of these teams moving up when they have so many needs yeah i mean Obviously, we're not going to spend this much time on all these other picks, but it's the Jags, so we're going to f- focus on da- down on it a little bit. I do think um, a team like the Seahawks, who have two picks in the first round next year, uh, could come up for a quarterback. I do think that the Falcons uh, are just like in such a position where they need... I would also put pretty much every position on there where I, I would probably at least consider starting to take some shots at quarterback and the Panthers uh, very, very first need up on the top of their list is uh, quarterback. And I think that their team, I, I like their defense a little bit more than you do. So I think that they are kind of close to the point where they should start trying to compete, especially in a down NFC, but I understand and spoiler alert, we'll be doing the Jags three round mock after this and We'll see some action on that trade. So it doesn't hurt me to do this and not do this trade here and kind of see how it plays out with the Jags picking first. So with the Jags, that for me comes down to two players and it's, do you want to get incrementally better this year and try to play for 2023? Or do you want to try and build the best possible team that you can build for this season going forward and it just with what they've done so far in free agency especially with the tagging of cam robinson i just don't see picking uh the top tackle and moving them to guard or moving one of these two guys to guard and getting incrementally better would be would be a better decision than going with an edge defender to pair with josh allen i'm gonna go with my guy who's been the number one guy for me from the beginning of the draft sequence to now, I'm going to take Kayvon Thibodeau right here, top of the draft. Yeah. Agreed. Good You're pick. Up. Thanks. Uh, You're up. Bulky. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, I have been ba- I I have been thinking about this pick and this pick alone for so long. Baxter, I don't I I hmm. I'm like what should the Lions do? Because I have said one thing many times and that is if you don't have a quarterback, draft a quarterback as many times as you can until you get the quarterback you need. And the Lions are in a position where they do not have a quarterback. Jared Goff is horrendous. He's terrible. He is not your franchise quarterback of the future. And the Lions have extra picks. You know, they have another first-round pick. I know it's the last pick of the first round, but they're set up nicely at the end where they have 32 and 34. However, the Lions also have a ton of holes. And, you know, do we think they'll make a leap? Do we think that drafting quarterback here is worth it? When you have so many holes, you can fill them here. And then next year, when there is a stronger draft quarterback draft class presumably coming out based on the names and their talent that we have seen so far, do you just wait for 2023? Uh, so, obviously, this all leads to me saying, I'm going to draft Kenny Pickett, number two. Whoa. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was not expecting that. I won't do it other stuff. And... Okay. You, so is that based? What are you basing picking Kenny Pickett? I, I understand the quarterback choice. What is your basis for taking Kenny Pickett as the number one quarterback versus I think maybe some other know... guys who have some better talent? Sure. Let, let me, let me I'll, I'll break down basically Malik Willis versus Kenny Pickett, because I believe that is top two for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the the Lions are in a situation where they need to know if the guy can play in the NFL. And Malik Willis is someone that would be better suited for a team that has more players around them, that can wait to play them, Um. And the Lions are in a situation where Kenny Pickett will be an automatic upgrade over Jared Goff. And I think they can give him 16 starts, or seven, sorry, 17 starts, um, to see if he is a franchise quarterback. And there's enough talent around him at this point with Shark and St. Brown and Swift and Williams to in Hawkinson to evaluate whether the guy has it or not. Mm-hmm. And I think you can draft Pickett and it's not a waste of a pick because you're you're shooting at the one position where it's the most important position. You got to take a shot here. You know, if it fails, no worries cuz I'm pretty sure they have two firsts next year and they can just trade up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and also they would be and if bad. it fails they'll probably be in the top five again exactly they'll also be bad and so they could potentially you know be there anyway um you know just because it is not the best quarterback draft class does not mean that one of these guys can't be right. a franchise quarterback these guys um you know they have less of a chance but it's still a chance and there isn't anyone else here that is an absolute stud superstar that i would say you must draft this guy because you know he can be your guy for however long you can draft Kenny Pickett, have him for five years and you know, at the very least evaluate him at the end of this year. Right. You want Kenny Pickett to play 
the Lions out of being able to draft a quarterback. And if he's able to do that, then you've at least found a guy that you could possibly build around, right? So, like, if the Lions win enough games where they're not in a position to take a quarterback, then that what they've done is, is essentially succeeded. Uh, at this point, I think uh, whoever's running the card up from from the Texans probably pulled his hamstring and is dragging himself up to to the to the podium to make sure that they get this in. I uh, I would be shocked if this happened in real life. Uh, but Aiden Hutchinson for the Texans at three seems like it would never happen in real life. A no brainer. It's never going to happen in real life. But uh, easy draft pick here. I like Aiden Hutchinson. I, I just. We've talked about it before. We talked about it a couple of times. I just like Kayvon Thibodeau's um, consistency. I like that he doesn't isn't a one year guy, especially in their last season, which that in and of itself makes me nervous. But Aiden Hutchinson is a very very good player and is going to be a long time starter in the NFL, and uh, hurts me to pick them him for the Texans. Next on the clock is the New York Jets. They have another pick at 10. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jets are interesting. You know, I do think that their offensive line is pretty solid. They do need, you know, I would say they would also need an edge. I don't know why that's not listed as a need. I, I know. Yeah. But here, the needs are saying wide receiver, linebacker, defensive back. Um so, you know, they have Elijah Moore. They have Corey Davis at wide receiver. Not in Barrios, backs from Barrios. Obviously not a great wide receiver core. Um, you don't draft a wide receiver here, and there's someone specific that you like. You bear the risk that they're going to get sniped in the next uh, mm-hmm. five picks. <sighs> and they were obviously, as we talked about earlier, they were in on the Tyreek uh, Hill Correct. Trade. So they're obviously looking to upgrade their wide receiver position and would have given up their first overall, or they would have given up this pick for him. So, right. I, you know, I, I think that if I'm the Jets and I want to build around Zach Wilson, I think my offensive line is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know my defense has holes, but I would rather get the guy that I want because I have a feeling. He might be off the board by the time it rolls back around to me at ten, and so I'm going to draft Garrett Wilson. Okay, a, a speedier guy and someone that I would predict would not make it to ten, mm. and someone that I think would be suited for Zach Wilson specifically. The Wilson um, the Wilson combo. Yes, yeah, exactly. Just the name, exactly. <laughs> That's it's it's important that your wide receiver quarterback name aesthetic is yeah is is That's very good. <laughs> All right, so next up, Giants are on the clock. Um, they have a pick here at five. They have a pick at seven. Um, man, uh, it's also surprising to me looking at at their what they say is their needs is is guard center edge and linebacker i'm looking at their depth chart right now and i know that they drafted andrew thomas two years ago but he's been okay at best i mean i feel like that's probably like 
these needs are off. I I I I, I yeah. don't really understand all these needs. Um, so I don't know how they rank. I guess my guess is that they maybe they rank it by PFF score, uh, like the lowest. Yeah, probably. I don't that's, know probably that's probably how PFF. By the way, we're using the PFF mock draft simulator. I don't know if I said that, but I'm looking here. I'm looking at I'm looking at the Giants. Um, they've already. They've said that they want to build around Daniel Jones because they didn't feel like they've given him a fair shake. Um, I would probably be seriously considering quarterback as one of my favorite players in this draft is still available. But I think ultimately I'm going to take the top tackle in this draft who I think could play left tackle or right tackle. You bring him in, you let him compete with, uh, with both of your tackles and you just try to build the best offensive line you possibly can. I'm going to take Evan Neal here at number five. Carolina Panthers on the clock. Carolina Panthers have had, I believe, a crazy amount of left tackles start for them in the past like eight years. Hmm. It's something like eight. Yeah, <laughs> eight in the last eight years. Uh, I... You know, I, I went back and forth a little bit with you on this. You know, I, I have been against the Panthers drafting a quarterback mm-hmm. um, at this point. They spend a lot of capital on quarterbacks that have failed. Uh, and it's hard to say that with the idea of that I did the same thing with the Lions and you should take a shot at quarterback until you have your franchise quarterback over and over again. Um, but the one thing the Lions did have already was solid tackles. And I think a, a big hole in the Panthers' offense right now is that left, left tackle position. So I don't want to put a guy back there that would be so raw and have to run for his life <laughs> when I am in a position where, you know, again, I'm not trying to save my job here. So... Uh, I don't care about Matt Rule, and I can wait a year uh, to where I'm in a better position as a team to get a, a get a quarterback and to really know if that quarterback can be my franchise quarterback. I just don't know if they can decide that this year based on how they're currently built. Mm-hmm. And think of, I can't decide if Tua is our franchise quarterback based on how the Dolphins had a terrible offensive line. Similar situation. You got to sure up your offensive line to know if you have a good quarterback in my mind. Uh, so I'm going to take Charles Cross. Okay. And not just because I didn't want to try to pronounce the other guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a poor decision on why you would draft him. <laughs> you just call him Icky. Maybe maybe people would figure out that that's Akima Kwanu from <laughs> from from here. All right. So we're back here at the Giants again. Uh, this would be a perfect spot, I think, to offer up a trade. So I think Ooh. the Giants have said that they're kind of up for, they're open for business. Um, there's two teams coming up here that I think could take a quarterback. Um, the best quarterback, in my opinion, still on the board. So if there's any team that's in uh, the next picks to about 15 that you think would be interested in moving up here from for the Giants, I would say that you're probably giving up uh, two twos and probably a three to be able to move up to this spot here. Let's see what this says for trades, actually. 
I miss it. Hmm. Select the team to trade with. What's wrong with you? Okay, so the teams, it, so the teams that's saying that would be interested here is the Commanders, the Patriots, and the Chiefs. I I don't think that the Giants would want to move out of the top fifteen. So I don't think the Patriots and the Chiefs would actually be viable because they would probably be looking for multiple first round picks at that point. So any team basically from Giants, Falcons, or sorry, Falcons, Seahawks, Jets in there with their next pick, the Commanders, the Vikings, the Texans, the Ravens, and the first Eagles pick. I don't see any, I I don't know. I don't see any need for those teams to trade up at this point. Mm-hmm. So if there's they, a team at twenty, yeah, I just I mean, would you be willing to give up two first and two twos to move up from twenty? No. Yeah, I just don't. <laughs> I don't see how you could be willing as the Giants, who are a team that I think need have have more needs than a team like the Panthers, why you would be willing to drop that far without getting a, a serious haul yeah. from, from the Steelers. Okay. So now so, make a pick, bro. I think so. Yeah, sure. So uh, the Giants have recently talked about that uh, James Ryberry's on the trade block. Um, if that happened, they would be hurting in their secondary. Um, I don't care about Kyle Hamilton's 40 time. Uh, I think he's a great safety. I think he could come in and he can be a significant player and with a team that is going to have some time with a rebuild. Uh, So you built uh, in your trenches with your first pick and I'm going to take Kyle Hamilton here with the, with the giants at pick seven. Next on the clock are the Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Falcons wide receivers currently are Auden Tate. Olamide Zacharias, Kadero <laughs> uh, Hodge, oh, Chad Hansen. That is it. If you don't recognize those names, that's because those names are of people not you real not people. recognize. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know th- they need they need a wide receiver. Um, before they can't they can't throw. No, no rookie would succeed in this offense as as it's currently built. Matt Ryan did not succeed in this offense as it's currently built, and it does not have Calvin Ridley definitely for the entire year. At least Calvin Ridley played in some games last year, um, and they lost you know Russell Gage and other at least somewhat decent um, pass catchers. So they have Kyle Pitts to catch the ball. They need someone else. Thank you for filtering it to wide receiver. I was on You're the screen buddy. there. I'd come back and boom, you know. Um, That's you. I think Drake London doesn't make a lot of sense here. You could draft Jamison Williams, even though he's coming off an injury. But oh, that would be I'm a future pick for sure. Going to go with Chris Olave here. Uh, I like Chris Olave a lot. A. Yep. Uh, <laughs> And he is an incredible route runner, and I think that he will be very successful in the NFL, and I think he compliments Kyle Pitts nicely. So one of the reasons why I feel like uh, a team would have probably liked to get in front of the Falcons and the Seahawks, I feel like if the Seahawks are here and Malik Willis is available to them, I can't, I can't see a reason why the Seahawks wouldn't take a chance on quarterback, a position that they definitely ha- have a need for. They've been a good team for a long time. 
I think that they can figure it out. And I'm going to take Malik Willis here with the Seahawks, much to my sadness because I'm not necessarily a Seahawks fan and I would like to root for Malik Willis. You're on the clock. On Back the clock with the Jets. Again, is more the New York Jets, <laughs> um, which is nice because I get to pick twice for them. Um, it's going to be nice when the Eagles come up and we're back and forth on that and the Chiefs yeah. later on. Anyway, <clears throat> so for my first pick with the Jets, I pick Garrett Wilson, uh, speedy wide receiver. Now I need to improve my defense. I have a great former defensive coordinator as my head coach. I believe that there are a couple defensive backs in this draft that can be stars. Mm. I previously traded away a safety for a couple first-round picks. Uh, But besides his 40 times, Kyle Hamilton... I already took Kyle Hamilton. Is gone and off the board, so I'm very sad, and I'm sorry. Yeah, I took him at seven. I'm so sorry that he's gone. Sorry. So I have to look now at who else to choose. And so there, I'm going with the secret sauce. You know what I mean? That is all about sauce, Gardner. Uh, uh, I just like guys that have played recently. Uh, and so it, more of a known to me would be sauce, Gardner who can be a shutdown corner like he was in college and will never allow a touchdown as a defensive back Ever. of my defensive back group. <laughs> so our top 10 is as follows. No trades. Kayvon Thibodeau at one to the Jags. Kenny Pickett, two to the Lions. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, three to the Texans. Garrett Wilson, four to the Jets. Evan Neal, five to the Giants. Charles Cross, six to the Panthers, Kyle Hamilton, again to the Giants at 7. Chris Olave at 8 to the Falcons. 9 is Malik Willis to the Seahawks. 10, Amon Sauce Gardner. So I'm up here next with the Commanders. Uh, I was looking forward to being able to draft Sauce here because I, I, I'm i looking and I feel like they've got a pretty good defense, but their uh, backfield is rough. They took a linebacker last year with their first pick and they got worse. Uh, they traded for Carson Wentz inexplicably. Uh, still doesn't make any sense to me, but possibly it's because they know that the top two quarterbacks won't be available to them at 11. So I am here. I am going to take a cornerback for the commanders and I'm going to go with Derek Stingley, who was a shutdown corner as a freshman, but we haven't really seen much of him. As of late, you are up next at 12 with the Vikings. I am the Minnesota Vikings, and I don't know what to do with quarterback. <laughs> uh, so I throw 40 mil at Kirk Cousins every year and sure. say, hey, this will be fine. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. You know, I'm kind of committed to Kirk Cousins for two more years. I think drafting quarterback here would kind of be a waste because I just don't see him starting. Um, when I'm paying 40 mil to Kirk Cousins. And also the quarterbacks left on the board aren't, I think, are kind of, in my mind, a second tier. So even less likely to be my franchise quarterback. Maybe I wait till next year in hopes that 
I don't know. I somehow miraculously do terrible and can get a good quarterback. So therefore, I am looking at the board, and I'm going to pick a guy that has a pretty high ceiling and can be a superstar on my defensive line, and that is Trayvon Walker. And if he dropped the twelve, wouldn't that be something? After all yeah. this, like he was down, he was down in, in this, these numbers before. Then he hops all the way up, potential top five, and it goes and our draft at twelve. Anyway, yeah, this draft is not this mock is not going to actually happen for real, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I mean, this funny. is definitely what you and I would do. This is not what these teams would do. Obviously, we're kind of looking at this more with that we've got a, a, a infinite job security. Sure. Um, we're just better GMs, right? And we're just generally better GMs than, yeah. than the actual GMs. So I'm going to try and get this sped up here a little bit. Uh, the Texans wide receiver room possibly after this year looks like absolute uh, dumpster fire. Uh, I love Drake London. I love a wide receiver that not only can separate via routes, but can make a contested catch. The NFL rules even even more and more are going towards benefiting the wide receiver. So contested catch wide receiver even still translates better from college to the pros because it's just so skewed in their direction. I'm going to take Drake London here and kind of build up that wide receiver room that after this year is not looking great after having Aiden Hutchinson fall into my lap at three. Baltimore Ravens on the clock. I am a Raven. I like defense. I am going with Jordan Davis, defensive lineman for Georgia. Oh, gosh. I was not expecting that. <laughs> to pick, though, for them. All right. Eagles are up. What do I have here for the Eagles? So, O-line. My, my needs for the Eagles are O-line, edge, linebacker, cornerback, and wide receiver i think they need another wide receiver i don't i don't necessarily want to take jameson williams i think that that kind of gives you a duplicate and what you have with um devonta smith devonta smith thank you <laughs> um so i think that they'd probably be looking for something else um I'm going to take a guy that I'm not necessarily high on, but I think is a, a good edge defender. One of the guys that's left. I think if you can get him onto a team, actually, you know what? No, I'm I'm going to take a different edge defender. I'm going to take Jermaine Johnson here. I think he's obviously exploded after um, after the college season with his measurables. Uh, he looks very strong, very explosive, and it just played for a very, very shitty Florida State team. Um, and before that, he had transferred out of Georgia. Obviously, they've got like 19,000 defensive players in this draft. So I'm going to take Jermaine Johnson here with the Eagles at 15. Anyone want to come up for a trade? Did I lose you? Well, what do you think the Eagles would be looking for in a trade here? I guess it depends on who's coming up. Um, because obviously if the Chiefs are coming up, it would be different than if interesting the Steelers or I don't know who else. Packers. Yeah, I don't think come up. so what about what about the Chiefs at twenty nine? 
That would have to be two firsts. That's a big leap. Two firsts and a third. The first this year, first next year, and a third. Yeah, so Saints could go wide receiver. New England could go wide receiver. Green Bay, you probably want to get ahead of Green Bay. So if I gave you... What if I gave you uh, my first this year and my second next year is the Chiefs at 29? Or it's my first and my higher second round pick. So the the Dolphins pick that they gave them this year. So just one trade back and then also a second rounder this year. No, I want a first from next year. And they only have one probably, right? They only have one. I think that I, I think, and maybe you can tell me since you're going to be picking for the Chiefs at 30. I think the Chiefs probably would be willing to do that deal. I think that they're a team that's looking to win now, and they uh, they have an obvious hole uh, on their team right now after revamping their offensive line. Can you click trade to see if the Chiefs are on there? I'm just curious. Chiefs come up there. Can you click on it? Because I literally can't see it One to, unless you click on it and click through. <laughs> like, drop-downs, I guess, don't pop up when you Weird. click on the shared screen. I am on the shared screen. I know, but I can't see. Like, you're saying, yes, the Chiefs are on it. I literally can't see that. You had to confirm that for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to – it doesn't show, like, what they would trade. It just right, shows but I, I want to see if, if, if everyone would accept this. Oh, you want me to like do the trade? Yeah. So well, I mean, doing... don't we have to do the trade? Don't 15... we literally have to do this for? Yeah, the I guess you're right. Later? So fifteen for twenty nine. <laughs> no, 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 no. First... thirty. Oh, you want to do thirty, not twenty nine. <laughs> well, that will be the compromise to the fact that you're uh, having to give up a first next year. Sure, and next year's first. Yeah. It's not. Huh. You have to. You have to. You have to. Nine percent. What? What? They're Why saying nine percent. What? It's not letting me. Oh, because I already. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm assuming that it's the Chiefs saying no. Yeah, hit hit Brown. Hit the just curious. Hit a second. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, obviously we're not doing that. All right, throw in a third for Philly. Okay, throw in a fourth for Philly. Hell yeah! <laughs> there you go. So sixteen and eighty-three for thirty and and round one next year. Yep. This is why I was like, what like thirty and fifty? I think the round one obviously, you definitely value trades differently in and picks. And, oh, you want me to tell you? I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I'm doing this. If I'm the Eagles, mm-hmm. I'm giving Jalen Hurts one more year, mm-hmm. and then next year. I'm going to build it to where I have two first-round picks so I could potentially trade up mm-hmm. and get a quarterback to a team that's in the top five that already has a quarterback like the Jags mm-hmm. or Jets. I don't, I don't want to single out the Jags on that right. one, but sure. you know what I mean? Um, so that that is that is why I would do that. Yeah, and I I do think that the Chiefs would do this deal. Obviously, they've been saying that they're in the market for a, a wide receiver. I probably wouldn't do this if I was the the chiefs if they do end up getting a wide receiver before the draft but as it stands right now they don't have one so i would pro- i would probably who on the free trade. agent market would they get besides maybe obj they would have to trade no they would have to trade, oh, trade. like oh, dk oh, oh. madcalf or something like oh, that oh sure yeah of course 
but they would be, probably be doing something similar to this. Yeah, right. I don't think 29 or 30 does that. You know what I mean? So, right, yeah, I would say that they would have to be giving up like 29 and next year's one to be able to get DK Metcalf. I don't know about let's, that far. Let's, That's a higher price than Tyreek Hill. <laughs> let's hit this trade. They have accepted. Hell yeah. Chiefs are on the clock here at 16. Which is this me? Is, Question mark? Yeah, because we went from 30. So I guess technically this is your pick, even though, well, yeah, 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 yeah. It's your pick. I'm picking Jameis Williams. Yeah. I agree with you here. We've talked about Thank this you. a little bit. Thanks. He's hurt, and it's gonna. He probably fell a little bit more than he would have coming off the injury. The Chiefs are a good enough team where they can kind of wait for him to come back here. I think the Chargers are absolutely devastated by your selection of um, Jordan, Jordan Davis. Davis. Yeah. By the Ravens here at 17. I am going to take uh, another defensive player. I'm going to take Trent McDuffie here for them at 17. Saints are a mess, huh? Um, But they are really, really helping me out by um, making me say the name that I I avoided before. (laughs) They just lost one of the best left tackles in the league. They need offensive line help. Uh, Icky is here. Icky shall go to the Saints. All right. Nailed it. All right. Uh, picking it up here. Picking up the pace a little bit. Uh, Eagles picking again. I am going to take Nicobe Dean, my favorite linebacker Ooh. in this draft, here to the Eagles. Steelers are devastated. <laughs> they needed uh, both a quarterback and an offensive lineman. And they just saw the you know one of the better offensive linemen go off the board. And obviously the quarterbacks that would help the most go off the board. I don't know what the Steelers do here, honestly, if this were somehow to be the board that were to fall to them. Mm-hmm. Um, because now you're, you are in the second tier, you know, uh, in terms of what you can go with. I'm kind of stalling here because I don't know. Do you want to bring someone in to compete? Do you want me to filter to anything specific? Um, f- filter to offensive tackle. No, offensive tackle and quarterback. Well, you can, I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, we're at a point where I don't know if I would go with Rayman or Penning here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I think they, based on the board fell, should not really go for a quarterback because I don't know what exactly a Matt Corral would do for you. Uh Oh, huh. I'm looking at the cornerbacks now. He's he's filtering through positions that maybe he's suggesting I pick. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm looking based on what they say is their need. We looked yeah. at the other two, and we both agree that we wouldn't take a quarterback here. I don't think they. I I, I don't I don't know if that's necessary. They have the great Miles Jack at this point. <laughs> um, so he's gonna have a Pro Bowl season, sir. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to go tackle and go with Bernard Raymond. Okay. Ramon. The Patriots are here. They are absolutely trash at taking wide receivers in the first round. I doubt <laughs> that they do that. Um, I'm looking here up at the top. Uh, George Karloftis is a is an edge rusher that I'm not 
high on, but I, I do believe that the Patriots are very good at coaching. And I think one of the biggest things that George Karloftis needs is coaching. So I am going to take George Karloftis, edge rusher out of Purdue for the Patriots here at 21. Green Bay Packers are up. Green Bay Packers lost the best wide receiver in the league. And their wide receivers right now are Randall Cobb and Amari Rogers and Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard. Um, guys that will not be lighting up the scoreboards this season. They need to draft a wide receiver. Um, based on the names here. Ooh, doggy. I think I think I would still go Traylon Burks at this point. Okay. <laughs> so I Sounds great. Traylon Burks, thanks. Uh the Falcon or Falcons. That's not a Falcon head. That's a Cardinal head. Arizona's wow. up next. Uh the best interior offensive lineman still available. I'm going to take Tyler Lindenbaum, a center out of Iowa. Cowboys are a mess, and um, they need some more linebackers. Yeah, uh, man, what? You know they lost Randy Gregory. Let's let's go to that, if you would. Um. Well, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, yes, this content that everyone wants me going. <laughs> I now have filtered it to defensive interior and edge, and he hates everybody that's here. <laughs> I don't hate everyone. I just don't. I mean, obviously, the names we're getting to are lower on the talent spectrum. Sure. The biggest talent here would be the guy, though, that if I'm the Cowboys, I'm taking. Because I'm just, what a, I mean, Micah Parsons and Ojabo could be a hell of a duo. So mm -hmm. let's go ahead and grab me some David Ojabo to the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And you're also, even though you're you're playing as the GM, Jerry Jones, also kind of in the same position that we would be in. He doesn't have to worry about job security. Yeah, so he takes sure David Ojabo and he doesn't play all year. He's not going to fire himself. Uh, Buffalo Bills up here. This is very hard for me because I am a person who thinks that when a team is otherwise built, that taking running back at this point in the draft is not bad because I don't want to give a running back a second contract. I would rather draft a running back in the first round than give a running back a second contract because the first round gives you basically six to seven years of a running back versus five to six. Um, and that's tagging them twice. So it would be pretty tough for me, but I still think that the, uh, the bills need to work on their defense to kind of compete with some of these other teams. And I'm going to go defensive interior. I'm going to go Devonte Wyatt out of Georgia. Oh, didn't mean Whoa. to that. I accidentally hit the show more button. <laughs> um, You're up. Thank God I don't have to pick for the Titans. I would have picked the worst. Sam Howell. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Titans on the board. Um, boy, where did the Titans go with this? 
Says their knees are tight end, guard, center, and edge. What's the interior line look like? Zion Johnson's still available. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Zion Green. Johnson. Okay. Up next, the Bucks. they lost um, a significant amount of their interior offensive line and other offensive line players. I feel like you got to try and do what you can to protect Brady. We saw what happened when his offensive line got hurt there at the end of the year. They really struggled. I'm going to take Kenyon Green here, uh, guard out of Texas A&M. Packers are back. Boy. Go to filter positions, wide receiver. Ooh. I don't have a wide receiver here. Okay. I picked Traylon Burks, and I'm going to ask you, uh, assistant GM, mm-hmm. give me the best compliment to Traylon Burks out of this list. I'm looking at the third name, but let me know if there's someone else you think would compliment him. Yeah, I think, man, like – it's hard for me because, as I said, one of the reasons why I have Traylon Burks kind of low is because I don't necessarily know what a team's plan is going to be with him in the pros. Like, I would put him as an X wide receiver and try and have him win as an outside wide receiver. But uh, the way that Arkansas played him was more as, like, your your traditional Z, more of, like, a slot, more of your move wide receiver. But I just don't think that he necessarily – is is what is that in the nfl and his measurables kind of showed that in the um combine so i would probably be looking for uh, uh, somebody that you could play in the slot somebody that you could move around a little bit so i'd probably would be looking at sky Moore. or yeah Johan okay Dotson. okay let's go let's go sky Moore. all right chiefs are back up here um man i I struggle with Andrew Booth. When I watch him, he looks kind of stiff. He looks more like a linebacker. Um, But one of the things that was really holding the Chiefs back is uh, their cornerback play and even more specifically their tackling in the secondary. And if uh, Andrew Booth is good at one thing, it's tackling. I'm going to take cornerback Andrew Booth out of Clemson right here for the Chiefs. I traded back Baxter Hill. I traded. Wait, what 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 did the Eagles pick at the first pick? Sorry, before I jump ahead the here. The Eagles have picked uh, Jermaine Johnson. I traded back. And Nicobe Dean. What? No, they didn't. Did they? Yeah, I, I took Nicobe Dean. For the... At 19. Oh, that's right. They have and you picks. took... And, Too many and I took Jermaine okay. Johnson. Damn it. Um, okay. We should have we talked about this together. <laughs> Since we're both picking for them now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I didn't know Devin Lloyd would still be on the friggin' board here at 30. Mm-hmm. Um, but That's probably our bad. That's probably bad by us. Uh, well, I, I, I did the line with Jermaine Johnson. I did the um, the linebacker group with um, N'Kobe Dean. So let's go all the way back and let's bring in Elam, cornerback, Ooh. Florida. How are, what are the Jacks going to do at 33 if you take their cornerback? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For Florida? I don't know. Okay, I'm up here. Man, look at the the Bengals' needs. Offensive line. That's the only thing that it says. Um, didn't they lose? They need defensive help. That's yeah, a, didn't they lose that's their a, safety? That's a terrible need. I feel they like also, didn't they, this is also delayed because their, this their is not. Right? This, I feel like this does not include free agency because there were some on here. There was like, okay, that well, that was a filled in free agency. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like they need to draft. I don't. I would not draft an offensive line here if I was the Bengals. 
Um, I do think they need defensive help. Um, specifically, yeah. I would say also linebacking group. But uh-huh. uh, you know, I think I think. What did I have? Yeah, I also I have wide receiver, cornerback, linebacker, edge for Cincinnati. Uh, I'm going to make sure that he does not slide out of the first round because yeah, uh, there's no way that that would be possible. I'm going to take Devin Lloyd here with the Bengals. Bengals adding Devin Lloyd. Incredible. <laughs> All yeah. right. Last team on the clock in our seven-round mock draft here uh, is, <laughs> um, is the Detroit Lions again. And I have drafted Kenny Pickett. And I need to probably add something to my terrible defense at this point. Um, let me... Oh, well, no. I, well, go to... Just do linebacker real quick. I just want to see who's available before I... Leo Chanel, Chad Muma. Uh, Brandon no, Smith, I like him a lot, too. And then, obviously, if you're willing to... Well, no, he would have been no, later. No, anyways. no, no. Go back to... Go back to uh, defensive line um uh, edge edge go to edge yeah so i think if i'm here i'm gonna pick uh boy mafe mm-hmm. he's an ankle biter there you go look and at that it's have, beautiful they don't have grades we'll save this maybe we'll figure out a way to put this on our uh thing so everybody can can see what our picks ended up as i don't really want to run back through all of them that's no seems- you don't have to like a incredible. Maybe we'll 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 figure out a way to put it on the rundown so you guys can see what our first round looks like. All right. Rapid fire this. Um Baxter's three round. Obviously last year we did a three round mock where we allowed the computer to pick for all of the other teams. You picked for the Dolphins, I picked for the Jags. Um so the Dolphins don't have a pick until what the third round, I believe. And yeah, it's it's, the, it's the correct. So I believe it's one oh two or one oh three. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be waiting a while until late Friday night to uh, you know yeah finally know who I'm who I'm drafting. So I'm gonna um, unveil to you. This is the first time that he has seen this. I did a three round mock for the Jags offline. And I'm going to unveil the entire mock to him here right now. And then we'll kind of go through the picks. We'll try and do it a little bit quick because we're already running a little long here. Obviously, we love the draft. We love mocking. So these ones are always going to be a little bit longer. Don't worry. You're not going to have to listen to us for uh, at least another week again from here. But here is my three-round mock for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So... As I was saying earlier, I didn't necessarily need you to make the trade with me um, with the Jacks because I went ahead and did it with the Seahawks. And um, so the Jags traded uh, the number one overall, and they received 9, 41, 72. Next year's first, and I also, again, as we were kind of looking at it with the trade simulator when we were like, that's kind of crazy, I had to put in that second-round pick next year for it to accept that trade but i think the jags would probably just take one one forty one seventy two of this year and next year's first like they i don't think that that second round pick would necessarily be necessary in this mm-hmm. draft mm-hmm. 
So I went down and I ended up picking um I I ended up picking Drake London, who, as I said earlier, um is one of is one of my favorite wide receivers in this draft. And what it boiled down to for me was wide receiver versus Neil. We kind of already talked about that with the Jags in the first pick. Um, but I ended up taking what I believe is is the best true X wide receiver in this draft and um, and Drake London as, as a really good contested catch guy. This allows Christian Kirk to play in the slot and and you get your number one wide receiver, which inexplicably to me, a lot of people are saying is not a position of need for the Jags, but it's they, they have to take a wide receiver either in the first round with a trade back or at 33 overall. Do you actually think they will? No, I don't. They should. I I am. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're, yeah, I guess you're, this is, this is my, what they should do. Right. Right, 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 Like I, I don't think that they will take a wide receiver in at one, obviously. And I don't think that they'll get a trade back. And I don't think that they're going to take one at 33. Unfortunately. Yeah. This would be your dream though, right? Trade back and get Drake London. Wow. What a 10 out of 10. But this is also like where you took Garrett Wilson, right? I mean, you took Garrett Wilson a little bit ahead of this, and I can show you. I have the first round here. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily pay too much attention that the the Seahawks traded all of those picks to get Aiden Hutchinson at first. I would imagine that they would have taken a quarterback. So I can't see this. Wait, I'm not? No, I would love to see this, but unfortunately I cannot. Oh, my bad. There you go. You can see it now? Oh. They traded them. So... Okay, so this, sorry, I thought you could see it already. So that's my mock draft that we're going to go. Oh, and then, oh, you, you dog, you. And then, so this is the first round overall. Obviously, this first pick, they took Aiden Hutchinson. Um, If you're trading up and you're trading that many picks, you'd probably be taking a quarterback. (laughs) Yeah, would. But I still think that most of these picks, would no one's taking a quarterback. What the hell? Right. 18. Sorry. Right. Um, but it would have probably still Drake London probably would have still fallen to the Jags. Like yeah. Again, I don't, I don't think the fa- it makes sense for the Falcons. I don't see the um, jets doing that either. I think Drake mm-hmm. London, you know, would go to right. 10 at least. I, I right. Mean, and like you said, you took Garrett Wilson there at four. Yeah. But with this, you're probably Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau or is going to fall to the, to the jets and, and this scenario more than likely. So my next pick is, whoops, sorry. I'm still on that mock draft simulator. Uh, my next pick, I had a guy who we took in the first round as our top guard, fell to me at 33. I think with the Jags getting Drake London and what they've done with their uh, with their free agency pick, I think from here on out, you can kind of go best player available. Um I was choosing here at 33 uh, and I wanted the best player available and left guard is obviously the weakest offensive line spot for the Jags. I'm not an O-line scout and I went with not only the best player available according to PFF big board, but also I've heard a lot of really good things about Zion Johnson. So I took Zion Johnson there. Uh, And my next pick with that Seahawks trade is they get to pick again in the second round. I took Kingsley in in, in Gabare out of uh, South Carolina. 
I've really liked him a lot. And one of the reasons why I feel comfortable as the Jags trading down is because I still believe that Josh Allen is, is a good defensive end, a good edge rusher. And what he needs is just somebody who's competent on the other side. What they've been putting out next to him, the best player that they've been able to find is Dwan Smoot. I think Kingsley and Gabare is a lot like uh, Yannick Ngakwe. I think he's a really good pass rusher. Um, it's a good speed guy, and I think he would be a good complement to Josh Allen. So I went with him at, at 41 overall. So my next pick, I went ahead and I wanted to try something out because they have the ability to trade players. So with the Jags taking Drake London at nine, I think that their wide receiver room get does get a little crowded. So I wanted to ensure that I was going to get a, a guy that I really wanted for this team. So I went ahead and traded to the Bears. Marvin Jones, my third round pick, 65, and my fifth round pick, 157, four pick, 48. And I came up and I took Chad Muma. Jack, trading all over, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah you, you you created a nice hole for you guys, for yourself, that linebacker. Uh, so go ahead and... This is this is the Schobert um, filling hole here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously they took a Luikin. I don't think that he is a middle linebacker. I think Chad Muma, what I saw out of him, he reminds me a lot of Paul Puzlesny. He's not necessarily a, a flashy guy, but he always seems to be in the right place at the right time. I think he's a good middle linebacker for this day and age of the NFL. Um, so I, I took him. You fill in position of need with probably one of the better middle linebackers who's going to be available. So now we get to the, the third round where it's just kind of dart throws. In my opinion, you're not, you're, you're just hoping to get somebody who can uh, contribute. Obviously for the Jags, you should be able to be finding somebody because your team is fucking terrible. Um, so the Jags top two tight ends, their contracts are going to be up after this year. And they'll probably be choosing between um, Allen or Ingram here after this season. So as we saw this year with Pitts, tight ends ne don't necessarily hit the ground running. They, it takes a little bit. So I filtered here at tight end, and I was sh absolutely shocked that the top tight end on most people's boards was still available here in Jalen Weidemeyer. And I took him at 70 and round three beautiful and then rounding out my draft uh, with the 72nd pick uh i am not sure about etienne and james robinson the duo who's both injured um and also as we stated earlier i don't like giving out second contracts to running backs it generally does not work out very well for you. So I also needed to hit my quota of drafting one Gator a year. And I went with Damon Pierce here, uh, running back out of Florida, pick 72. Thoughts on my draft, Casey? Uh, well, I guess first on Pierce, I want him to fall to us at 102. Uh, so fingers crossed on that. Uh, otherwise, draft is a 10 out of 10. Too bad it'll never happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. It's, you know, I, I obviously it's one of those things where you do one of these drafts and, and people like see it and they're like that none of this would happen. And I mean, I just went with what the computer 
picked above me and some of these guys I feel well, like fell into my also lap. Did make trades that would never happen. <laughs> sure. And I and I made the conceit that and I would have done that first trade with the Seahawks without that second round two. But they they just wouldn't even allow me to click the buttons. Okay. You still there? Yeah. Like they were like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, no, I I I, I, I would just be surprised if Seattle. Yeah, and one of capital. the reasons why I went with Seattle with that with that is they have two first rounds next year. So they can they can come up and they still have a first round pick next year. Yeah. Okay. Right. Anything else? Do you have anything else you would like to say? Uh no. It was great talking to you. <laughs> we will be back in two weeks. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts for us if you'd be so kind. You can find and follow us at Surf and Artificial Turf, all one word at, on Twitter. You can also email us at surfandartificialturf at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you all next time on the Surf and Artificial Turf podcast. Surf and Artificial Turf.